Hello, my friend. You're listening to episode number nine of TIEPOD. Now, we've got a lot to cover today, so I'd like to really just get straight to the point. In any crisis situation, you as a leader may face uncertainty, discomfort, and even fear. And as this episode is being produced, the current environment is absolutely marked by those things. But it is also marked by hope, compassion, and real support, especially here in the entrepreneur community. So with that spirit in mind, I'd like to introduce a very special guest with some very relevant information for us here in the TIEPOD community. I'd like to introduce you to Cachet Prescott. Cachet wants to get people talking, but in a good way. She owns Shift Matters, a boutique personal and leadership development firm, and her signature communication skills program called Convos helps remove barriers to conversations that matter in business, career, and life. Inspired by her own misadventures in communication, both in personal and professional relationships, Cachet created the very popular Convos for Leaders and Convos at Work series, where she works with leaders and their teams to recognize and proactively work through conversational barriers, supercharge their communication skills, and successfully navigate challenging and uncomfortable topics with confidence, compassion, and tact. With master's degrees in sociology and I.O. psychology, Cachet skillfully marries her social science background with the world of communication. She's also a double-certified human resource professional whose work has been featured in publications like HuffPost, Thrive Global, The Muse, and Introvert Deer. Cachet is also a proud military spouse of 14 years, a mother of three girls, and a friend to me. So without delaying any longer, because y'all, the conversation is honestly that good, I want to dive right in with episode number nine, where Cachet and I are going to talk about communication through crisis. Let's dive right in. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to Tie Pod, a podcast crafted by Tiana Ty to help you purify your purpose in business, love, and life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, dog mom, or just getting started, you're bound to find value as Tiana dives into meaningful topics each episode. So settle in, turn up the volume, and welcome your host, Tiana Tai. Cache, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. And we are so excited to just dig right on in and learn about you. So can you introduce yourself to the TIEPOD audience? Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me. I am so excited to get chatting about communication during a crisis. And so I'm Cache Prescott, and I, I do things all related to personal and leadership development. Um, my personal favorite topic Uh, And everything that I do is kind of related to the idea of personal leadership. Um, I am a firm believer that if you can't lead yourself, you cannot lead others. So anything that I do is related to uh, that whole concept and that whole idea. And so my business is called Shift Matters. And in, in the business, I really kind of focus on helping people shift their thought processes, shift their mindsets, shift their perspectives um, in a whole other bunch of areas to really help them um, just be their best selves. And so they can do their best work, whatever that may be. Um, And just a little bit about my background. um, I was one of those people that fell into entrepreneurship. (laughs) It was not something that I was ever 
seeking out. Uh, but I am a military spouse of almost 14 years at this point. And when I met my husband, I was in a PhD program. Um, and then he moved off to Great Falls, Montana for his first base. And I just decided that I wanted to finish up at the master. So I didn't even end up pursuing the PhD. It wasn't because of our situation. It was just, I just realized I didn't want to pursue the PhD at that point in time. But when I moved to Montana with him, I was in, I was kind of in this place and space where I had three degrees, but the, op, the job opportunities were just null and void for me. Um, just to get out of the house, I was working at a local bookstore and there's nothing against the bookstore. My inner introvert loved being in the bookstore, um, but that just wasn't what I went to school for. And so over the course of a few years, I feel like it was a, just a series of unfortunate events when it came to my career. Every time I turned around, uh, you know, I tried to find job opportunities and I was either overqualified for the positions and not even considered, or if I would take on some of, some of the positions, I was in a place where I was underemployed um, doing work that just wasn't a good fit for me personally. I had some great opportunities, but then there were also um, positions that were eliminated along the way or offices that closed along the way. It felt as if I could not win. And so once we moved to California, I kind of got sick and tired of being sick and tired and decided to create my own portable career opportunity doing work that I love to do. And so that's when I decided to kind of explore this idea of entrepreneurship. And when I went into business originally, I started off as a virtual assistant. And um, so I would do work with um, business owners um, on general things. And then I kind of niched into the, uh, the area of um, HR virtual assistants for companies or virtual companies that didn't have an HR uh, department or HR person they could rely on, but they might have needed some HR projects done or, uh, you know, just various HR admin type things. I did that for two years and I was still kind of feeling a bit restless. Um, so I took a break from entrepreneurship and decided to start working at the, uh, and took out a job at the small business development center where we were located. And that's when I kind of got my first dose of just working with entrepreneurs, which I absolutely loved doing it as a business consultant. But I still had that bug in me <laughs> to do my mm -hmm. own thing. Um, but after a seven month break, I decided to come back doing stuff that I loved doing. So I became a, a professional career coach and professional resume writer and loved doing that. But in working with the people that I worked with um, at that time, it was mid-career professionals that just kind of wanted to do something different or reinvent themselves. Um, I started looking at the areas, the soft skills areas that a lot of the people that I was working with were struggling with. And then even in my own personal life, um, I was kind of in that place and space where I was just learning more about myself at that particular time in my journey. And so that's where soft skills kind of came up um, because I love to teach. I love, love, love teaching. Um, and so I started doing more, more of that stuff um, and moving away from career coaching and resume writing and really focusing on helping people just really be their best. So I have a signature program in leadership development, but I also have a signature program in communication and conflict. Um, just focusing on the interpersonal communication and conflict, because 
the reality is that most of us think we are great communicators and in all actuality that is not often the case um, we <laughs> assume that we've been able to communicate these ideas and that the other per- and the person on the other re- on the receiving end just understands what we're saying and I have learned in my own personal life (laughs) and just in watching other people communicate that that is not always the case. Just because you think someone understands what you're saying doesn't mean that they have actually understood it. So um, the communications part has been something that has kind of taken shape in the past year or two. Um, It's a program called Convos. um, And I took parts of the modules that I had for my leadership development. So I had a Uh, kind of intro to communication uh, module for my leadership development curriculum that I created. And I also had a conflict management um, component where um, one area I specifically focused on having um, difficult conversations and um, or handling challenging personalities as well. And I kind of capitalized on that. So I have combos at work Mm -hmm. um, and combos with leaders to focus on those having those conversations that matter in the workplace um, because there's so many times that we need to have conversations that we are uh, running away from the conversations, not having the conversations or being just, um, uh, just being led by fear (laughs) when Mm -hmm. it comes to communicating with each other. Um, But I also have the um, side of the combos curriculum that focuses on just individuals and couples and families um, because Outside of the workplace, there are a lot of communication issues, um, and that is an area that's of particular importance to me because I realized that, you know, even in my own marriage, we, I thought we were communicating better than we really were, and that was not the case. So for me, that's the passion part of my project, really, um, because I really want to make sure that people are understanding what it takes to have these conversations that you need to have and that they are actually having them so they can avoid any unnecessary drama or heartache or misunderstandings um, because there is a lot of miscommunication um, and uh, just quite frankly, a lack of communication that just leads to unnecessary problems. And so that's kind of where I am with combos and just trying to really get the word out, um, making the idea of communication sexy. (laughs) 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 Well, you know, people may know that they have communication issues. It's not the most sought after thing for people to pursue, particularly like for your audience, entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs know that, you know, like what you're doing, leadership is an important topic. Communication is an important topic, but oftentimes um, when I was the director of a small business development center just last year, I I held that position. Um, One of the things that I really thought was important, and I'm so glad you're bringing light to it, is this idea of entrepreneurial leadership. But the classes that were the most popular ones (laughs) were the ones where, um, you know, they dealt with financing or marketing or, you know, (laughs) those types of things, which is very important. So important. (laughs) But also your in-house stuff is important. You know, your ability to lead that business, your ability to lead the people that are in that business is crucial to your success. You know, it's not just about your external audience. Um, which are your customers. It's also about your internal customers as well, which is your team, Um, the people that are there day in, day out, helping you to do this thing. And so 
uh, I am really just kind of excited to just dive into this topic today. <laughs> <laughs> you are so speaking my language and I'll, I'll let the audience in on a little something is that when we were talking offline, you and I just like connected at the heart <laughs> around the fact that we're like, this is so important. <laughs> and I just want to bring up, like, it's always really interesting because a lot of my career, I do spend it in the corporate sector, working with Fortune 500 companies. And it's been so interesting to see as they scale and they become these Fortune 500 companies, then that emphasis on leadership and people management and all of those soft skills that we're talking about come to light and they realize full force, they're like, wow, we have a hundred managers who don't know how to manage anybody. Absolutely. <laughs> and so y'all, I'm just letting you know that what we're trying to bring to y'all is so valuable because you don't have no. to scale and create a mega company with a toxic culture. You can uh, hit the ground running here and really build up your company with a heart for leadership from the get-go. And I'm telling you, that puts you ahead in the game, y'all. Oh my gosh, okay. so <laughs> I am off. I'm getting off. I'm hopping down from my pedestal. Okay, I'm hopping off my soapbox. <laughs> I was right up there so, with you, so. <laughs> we're both hopping down, y'all. We're going to get into the topic. So I do have a bunch of questions already sure. swirling around in my head for you. What I would love to preface this with is just the fact that if you're listening to this episode right now, Typod family, you already know that we are in a time of uncertainty, we're in a time of crisis, and a lot of small businesses in particular are in very real danger. And I think it's been really beautiful to see people banding together in the way that we have, so this is not a gloom and doom conversation. Uh, but with that in mind, I also want to communicate the fact that, yes, right now is a particular time of crisis and a particular time of uncertainty, but there are smaller types of crisis that will continue to occur throughout the yes. lifetime of your business. There's always a little hurdle to get over. So while this is a very timely topic right now, this is also a timely topic for anybody who is listening once the storm has passed. Practicing good communication during conflict will always be sexy for me and Cache. okay? <laughs> so with that in mind, let's get into it, Cache. The first question I would love uh, for you to just speak your light on and share with us is why do you believe communication is essential to actually just being a good leader at its core? So generally speaking, um, you cannot be a leader <laughs> if you don't have anyone following you. And in order to have people really buy into who you are as a leader or buy into your vision and want to be able to actually follow that um, vision or, you know, contribute to that vision, you have to build that what they call the no like and trust factor, the KLT factor. Um, this is a concept that they um, use often in marketing uh, that people basically only buy from those they know, like and trust. And that's the same concept with leadership. Uh, people will only follow and actually buy into and help and assist leaders that they know, like, and trust. If you go around with this facade of who you are and people have to ask a bunch of questions and people can't trust you uh, because ultimately trust is the foundation of any thriving relationship. 
but if people have to ask questions or if they are you know questioning your every move um, they're not going to follow you they're not going to buy into what it is you're trying to do they're not going to give you their best they're not going to give you their all and so as a leader, one of the things I think is so important is this idea of interpersonal leadership or relational leadership, building um, solid relationships with the people that you uh, work with on a day-to-day basis. This is your team. These are your people. And I'm not saying that you have to go and give them the most personal details of your life. That's not a reasonable expectation, but just letting them know who you are as a person, you know, letting them get to know your personality, um, letting them into your life just a a bit, you know, within reason, of course, with setting boundaries um, so that they can get to know who you are as a person, not as the title, not as the boss, but just as a person is so crucial. Um, And then just getting to know who they are, because oftentimes leaders don't even take the time to get to know their people, you know, Um, You'll have these leaders that may be in these larger corporations. And understandably, you cannot necessarily go and talk to every single person if you have a business of 500 people or 1,000 people. That's not a reasonable Mm -hmm. expectation. But there are ways to try to build in time to be a better relator to people. You know, you can have smaller forms of just kind of a... Uh, fireplace conversations where you're inviting people and just letting them talk, learning about what they have going on, letting them, you know, allowing them tell you what's on their minds and their thoughts about um, the workplace and what's going on. And I think sometimes leaders are afraid to hear these things because if they don't match up with what they feel should happen, um, they don't want to be accountable for not doing anything about it. And that's not the most effective way to do it. Um, But For those people that have the ability to just take some time to get to know their people, people like to feel valued. They want to feel as if you care what they contribute to the team. You care about what's going on in their lives. You care about them as individuals. And so relational or interpersonal, however you refer to it, leadership is of the utmost importance. Um, And the foundation for that is your ability to communicate with your team however that may be. I love that you say that. And something that just came to mind, because, you know, I'm, I always have my particular audience in mind when I have these Absolutely. conversations, right? <laughs> and I think about the leaders who have teams spread across the country, yes. because especially in entrepreneurship and especially in online businesses in particular, the teams that I work with and come across most often they're usually between, you know, uh, five to 10 people because they keep it, you know, very core and efficient, sure. but they are spread across the country and nine times out of 10, there's at least one or two team members in different countries. So what do you say to the leader? I already know what you're going to say because, you know, <laughs> we're kind of on the same wavelength with this, but I want to hear it from you. Like, what do you say to the leader who's like, I just don't have the bandwidth to fly or like bring everybody in consistently to prioritize communication. So what am I supposed to do here? So of course, that's not your only option. No, I I completely understand that. With a lot of these teams that may be virtual teams, you may not have the ability to fly people to be in the same place and space, but you can make it fun and use your virtual platforms, you know, uh, whether it's Zoom or whatever virtual um, video conferencing system that you use, you know, you could do one-on-ones with your 
team members, just virtual check-ins um, to mm -hmm. see, hey, how, how, how are things going? How are you? How's the family? If that person has a family, you know, just to check in. And that, that can be a five to 10 minute conversation that will make that person feel so valued and so appreciated. You can also do, um, you know, particularly in this age of COVID-19, a lot of people are trying to find creative ways to just get together. So people are having like virtual happy hours and things of that nature. <laughs> you can do fun stuff like that. It doesn't have to be this expensive process. It doesn't have to be over the top, but people want to just feel valued. They want to be seen. Ultimately, that's what people want. Um, and that's what I find with a lot of people I work with because I do... Um, what are kind of sounding board sessions with some of my clients. And it's not even about me fixing the issue for them. It's about feeling heard and being seen. And mm -hmm. that's what leaders need to do for their teams, particularly if you have a virtual environment where you're not together day in, day out, and where a lot of your commun communication may happen, um, you know, via e email or Slack or whatever your um, communication platform may be. But again, making it a priority just to check in, it will go, will take you leaps and bounds beyond um, just having this superficial, um, strict work, mm -hmm. I, quote unquote, <laughs> relationship, because that it's not even a, a relationship, um, but it will help you to really build um, those relationships in the way that you would want them to be built. Absolutely. And I, I personally, like, I truly, I think that's why both of us have such a heart for this work and such a heart for the entrepreneur community, because I don't want to see these beautiful businesses being built on that very strict old school mentality really? of like, <laughs> work is work. Don't br drop your personality at the door. I'm like, no, bring no. it in guys. We don't have to start our businesses that way. <laughs> and it should not be that way. Ultimately you have people that work in these businesses mm -hmm. and Say people <laughs> have bring a whole wealth of stuff and information and personality and all the things to that yep. workplace. And it contributes to who they are as your employee, team member, staff member, whatever you want to call it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So uh, I want to pivot a little bit and sure. I've got to tell you something that I just saw on Facebook okay. because it was, I feel like it, and it's also at the core of a very big misstep Got it. that leaders of small businesses can be making, especially at a time such as right now. So let me tell you what I saw. An old friend from high school posted a thread just talking about work and the fact that they all got put on a conference call. So all the entire staff was on a conference call and they were essentially being told that they were being furloughed. So mm. in their mind, quite honestly, they were like, OK, so we all just got fired. Oh <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then so that's not even the worst part. Let me oh, tell you the worst part here, because I know you're going to have a reaction and something to say about this <laughs> that is going to enlighten us all. The worst part is I see, you know, people commenting beneath and really kind of commiserating because they've all experienced the same yeah. things in their in their jobs. Right. And one person in particular said that she had not received any communication up until this point. So it's been a little under a week. Are you serious? Uh, but has not received any communication. So she took the initiative to call in. And the leader of that company point blank said, oh, my bad. 
FYI, um, you're all laid off. Go apply for unemployment. Oh my gosh. You cannot so, be serious. <laughs> I literally, and I read this about an hour before oh we jumped on today. My, well, how <laughs> timely. How timely. <laughs> Tell us what you think about that cachet. And no, oh really, on a serious note, I'd love for you to just break down uh, some of the missteps that could happen right now at sure. a time like this, just like that one. And uh, what are some core messages that our leaders should be sharing with their people as things continue to pan out? Sure. So first, um, no, <laughs> that is, <laughs> you, you just don't do people that way. Um, I think when leaders are thinking about how to best communicate in times like this, because, you know, there's different time, types of crises um, in, in general. There could be um, technological crises. There could be financial crises. And, you know, there's a, the list goes on and on. This, although it's not a natural disaster per se, I think would fall under a natural uh, crisis because it's not something that anyone could have ever anticipated. Um, it's not something that anyone could have ever seen coming necessarily, but it does need to be addressed. And we're in times where people are navigating an atmosphere or environment that they are just, there's no precedent for this. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of uncertainty for a lot of the leaders and a lot of your uh, um, the entrepreneurs that might be listening to this. So first and foremost, you have to put yourself in the shoes of your people. Think about what they have going on in their minds if they're not hearing from you first and foremost. And if you want to communicate in the best way possible, put yourself in their shoes and be empathetic first and foremost. Try to understand the things that might be going on in their minds, the questions they may be asking. And you may not necessarily have the answers that they want to hear, but they need to hear something from you. And it has to come from a place and space where you are, I, I, I tell people all the time to use kind of this idea of a communication IRA. Um, it's like invest, you how you invest in your stocks and in your retirement. This is an investment in the way you're communicating. So the IRA stands for um, being intentional, being responsible, and being accountable in how you put out whatever, whomever you're talking to, how you put out that information. And the same thing goes here for these leaders. They need to be very intentional about how, what information they're putting out there and how they're putting it out there. So first of all, they need to acknowledge what is going on. They may not have ready-made answers. They may still be trying to figure it out. But these are the people that give you their time day in and day out. And for you to ignore them or to be dismissive is just extremely irresponsible. Um, you have to make sure that you respond in a timely manner, you know, not just to have it dragging on for days on end and leaving people just wandering because people have families to take care of. They have themselves to take care of, care of families to take care of, um, rent or mortgage to pay you know, utilities to pay, people are scared. And for an employer to take this as an opportunity just to be concerned about themselves uh, is just quite frankly selfish. And that's not the way a leader, a true leader, not a leader in name, a true leader would handle themselves. So being intentional, being timely, um, being responsible for the information that you're putting out there. Again, letting people know what you know 
in a responsible way. Um, so there are some details you may not have clear clarity on. Um, there mm -hmm. are some, but you can say that to these people. You don't have to make it seem as if you're being secretive. Um, you don't have to make it seem as if you're hiding the details and they have to guess, but just make, just being honest, being transparent in your communication. People appreciate that a lot more than the people that try to sidestep conversations or try to avoid topics at hand. This is not the time for that. We have so much information that is a uh, misinformation that is being put out there in various ways. Mm -hmm. This is not the time for you to do that to your people. You want to make sure that you, uh, you provide them with enough information to make informed decisions about how, how they should proceed. You know, whether if it is that you need to lay them off, being very responsible for how you deliver that message, but saying it. And again, being timely so that they can handle the situation on their end, but also providing resources for them, not just, you know, dropping it in their, in their laps and telling them, you know, you know, sorry, <laughs> I, right. I, I wish you the best. That is so irresponsible and so selfish for the people that, again, have given you their time, their blood, sweat and tears um, toward building your business. But also going back to the IRA, being accountable for the information that you put out there, you know, you have to be accountable for what you're putting out there, how you're putting it out there and how people will respond to what you're putting out there. For the person that you, you know, talked about in this situation on Facebook, that is the prime example of what not to do. The yeah, we can't sugarcoat that. Yeah, we can't no. sugarcoat that. Don't just don't do that part. <laughs> None of it. And for them to, you know, just kind of send a message out and then there be crickets and people have to come to you for information. That is not how it should go. Your job as the employer, as the business owner, is to put the information out there as soon as you're able to do so, being again, being timely, to make sure you are providing people with enough information to make informed decisions and to also provide resources along the way if you are able to do so, to point them in the right direction, even if you as a company cannot specifically do anything, point them to the right resources to help them in this process. Don't just you know, drop the information and just keep it moving. It's just completely irresponsible. I've got to take just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. TIPOD would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, but I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, Hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. So I have a lot of thoughts going on in this sure. headline. So <laughs> let's let's talk about, so we've kind of covered, and I think you can insinuate basically on what you just said, okay. that if you are a leader who's listening to this episode right now and you have yet to address the issue, the crisis head on, now is the time to get your thoughts together and do that. Would you agree with that? I would most certainly agree with that. 
Okay. So let's shift and let's talk about the leader who has addressed it, Mm -hmm. right? And maybe their business has been impacted and it could be in a number of ways. Hours could be cut. Uh, Everybody could be on an actual furlough just until kind of things level out and we can see what the market is going to look like. Mm -hmm. Uh, People could, you know, half of the staff could have been laid off. There's a number of situations here. But my question is for the leaders who have communicated the initial plan, whatever the plan may look like for their company, uh, what are some things that they can continue to communicate? Because although a lot of people are kind of in a state of just waiting right now, Mm -hmm. I'm a bit concerned about leaders going silent. I would most certainly agree with you there. Um, So for the people that may have put out initial communication, one thing I would suggest, if at all possible, is to maybe try to implement uh, implement a weekly communication, just touching bases with the team. Again, it could mm-hmm. just be a simple email, just saying, you know, hey, I hope all is well, you know, just putting stuff out there, um, just to check in with people, let them know if there is any new information that you've come across, or If there isn't new information, let them know that as well. So they don't think that you're just leaving them hanging out there to dry. Um, But also as you're going through your week, if you come across any helpful resources that you think could be helpful to the team in some way, shape or form, and it doesn't necessarily have to be work-related. It could be um, if you know some of your team members have kids or something to that effect. If you come across a homeschooling resource, adding that in the email, but just touching bases on the weekly basis, just to just simply say, hello, checking in. I want to let you know that we're here. If you have any questions um, and we may not have any, we we don't have any new information this week, um, but we just want to let you know that we're here if you, if you need us kind of thing, I think goes far with people. Um, They just don't want to feel forgotten in the thick of all this. And I think it helps to build that respect um, Mm -hmm. with leaders when they know that you're not just leaving them out there and you haven't just kind of discarded them and you're, you know, just (laughs) thinking about yourself. Of course, you as a leader, you have your own thing going on, but you are also you also have the responsibility of leading this business, even in the midst of chaos and the midst of uncertainty. You know, that's part of your role as leader. Amen. Say it again. Okay. (laughs) And I actually, I do want to particularly highlight something you just said, because I think that that's a beautiful idea uh, because I don't want to discredit the leaders who truly are having a difficult time. Sure. Uh, And we know that there are certain industries out there, wedding industry, any event industry, quite frankly, has clearly been hit so hard right now you know, restaurants, all of the industries that are hit hard with this particular crisis or with whatever you're going through, if you're listening to this episode, like we're not discrediting the struggle of owning the business and having to lead through it. But I love what you said just around the fact that even if you can't provide them with resources monetarily or, you know, job related resources, you can still be a human being and provide them with any resources that you come across that you think would be valuable to them. I love that. And, and I, I love that you made the point that we are absolutely not um, discounting what leaders themselves are going through um, mm-hmm. because there, there's so much um, just, it's just horrible out there. Um, I feel for a lot of, of these 
entrepreneurs, these business owners, these leaders that aren't put in a position where they just had, they could not have anticipated any of this happening. And, right. you know, that affects who you at, at your core value. I mean, you know, at, at your core, it affects your psyche, your mental status. It affects your self-esteem. It affects so many areas. So um, definitely do not want to discount that whatsoever. Absolutely. Uh, so there is actually, I think we've talked about two different uh, scenarios. So to the leaders who have not communicated anything, honestly, okay, listen to the rest of this episode, get the rest of the good knowledge and then go execute. Okay. And then to the, <laughs> and to the leaders who have communicated, you know, just make sure you have that ongoing communication, especially if your business is in a place where your employees have been impacted uh, whether it's, you know, time cuts or whatever the situation sure. may be. I would still love, because there's a third category in my mind right now. <laughs> so I would, I told you there's a lot of thoughts going on up here, but I would love to talk about the leaders uh, who honestly have been quite blessed, uh, even given the current climate of things. Got it. And their businesses are able to continue kind of sort of as usual with a few modifications. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no cuts, nothing like that. They're still doing the dang on thing day in and day out. So even though they're kind of on, you know, the, the greener side of the grass, so we can say, uh, is there anything that they should be paying attention to when it comes to communicating through crisis? So I, I think that with these particular types of businesses or business owners, um, though they may not have been hit as hard um, by this particular crisis, um, communication, of course, is still going to be um, the priority. Um, just making sure, again, checking in with people, because even though there may not be as big a crisis within the business itself or um, you know, among the team itself, uh, the people that, that that work for them are still experiencing crises to some degree, um, mm -hmm. depending on, you know, who they have at home. Um, if they have family members that may be affected by this or if they have children that are no longer able to go to school and they need to, you know, figure out arrangements for these kids. Um, so touching bases with the team just to kind of get a feel for what's going on beyond these workplace walls or the, you know, proverbial walls. Um, if, you know, if you're in a virtual environment, um, because while it may be business as usual for you, possibly, you know, with some you know, changes or, you know, some different things like maybe working from home or whatever the case might be, it may not still be business as usual for the individuals that work for your team. Um, so just being remaining communicative with them, seeing what's going on with them, checking in with them, um, Again, keeping on top of um, what's going on with this whole COVID-19 uh, thing in general, and if there are any new developments that may affect business in some way, shape, or form, but just keeping people informed and, again, checking in with them regu regularly um, to make sure you're hopefully just keeping abreast of um, what's going on on both ends. Mm, yep. So I would love, love, love if you could get a little tactical with us. You sure. know what I mean? So in these conversations, obviously, with any conflict, any crisis, any sort of uncertainty uh -huh. that a business or the individuals who support that business may be having personally, 
things can get a little testy. I mean, everybody reacts to change and uncertainty and things like this in very different ways. Yes. Uh, so what can leaders do? One, just like general communication tips okay. for difficult conversations. And then two, like how to keep a level head when we're all kind of going through our own version of chaos right now. Absolutely. So when it comes to just having these difficult conversations, the leader, him or herself, um, needs to just, again, put themselves in the pl- put themselves in the place of the people that work for them. Um, just come from an empathetic place and space and also try to keep in mind that this is not about you personally. Um, you're going to be dealing with people that have a whole host of emotions, um, particularly because of the uncertainty. And a lot of people are acting out. Um, a lot of people are not necessarily coming <laughs> to conversations from a place and space that they might otherwise come from if they weren't driven by fear. Uh, there's a lot of fear out there. So trying to keep that in mind when you go into these conversations and not taking it personally, much easier said than done. Um, but really having a conversation with self before you put yourself in these situations, um, I think will help you better manage the situation, help you to keep perspective about what's going on. And again, knowing that it's not about you, it's more about the fear of the unknown uh, or just fear of what's happening and the lack of control that they may have, but also Mm -hmm. planning ahead for this conversation. Sitting down and putting together your own kind of personal communication plan um, or conversation plan Um, You know, a lot of small business owners don't necessarily have the funds to go work with a PR firm um, to put together a communication plan, but you can get together with, you know, with some of your key team members and sit down and um, really think about, okay, what exactly do we need to communicate? Also think about, okay, so what are some of the concerns that our people may have? And this may involve you bringing in a team member. It may not even be senior leadership, but you may want to bring in somebody that is on your team that can kind of, for lack of a better phrase, serve as a voice of the people, Um, but involving them in this process of creating kind of the communication plan. um, So you can better understand um, what it is that they, the information that they need to know, information that they're seeking and have somebody that can just give you a perspective that you may not otherwise have if you're just looking at your leadership team, but putting the plan in place, thinking about what you want to communicate, thinking about what needs to be communicated, because those could be two different things. Um, what you want to and what you need to communicate can, you know, they may be the same, they may not be the same, but just making sure you put take the time to put that out there, but also being open to receiving feedback, receiving thoughts, receiving um, information from the other side as well. And making it so that you're um, putting out that invitation for them to do so, uh, so that it's not a one-sided conversation. And also choosing the best platform to deliver this information is crucial. Sometimes, you know, an email may suffice depending on the information that you're trying to convey. Sometimes it may be that you need to set up a video conferencing um, session with your people to have the conversation. So even if you can't physically be there, there together, you are all still together in some capacity. 
um, maybe you can do it through a video um, and send it to your people. It just depends on the topic of conversation. Um, and it also does depend on your relationship, quite frankly, um, with some of these individuals as well. Um, you may need a conferencing phone call, but being very careful about the way, the platform in which you use to put the information is also important because if you just, you know, put something up on, you know, a Facebook page, just a generality and, you know, well, thanks, you know, everybody, you know, see, see you, take care kind of thing. That's irresponsible. (laughs) But if you take the time to um, carefully craft the message, carefully think about the things that need to be considered and things that need to be said, taking the time to, you know, use the video platform and inviting people to see you actually put the information out there, communicate with them, can go far with people because it gives them the opportunity not just to see your written communication, but it also helps them to see your nonverbals as well. (laughs) And you have to be clear about those nonverbals when you are deciding to get on a video, because if you're, you've put together this carefully crafted message and it's supposed to be this empathetic message, but you look as if you don't even want to be there on the video your actions will betray your words and people notice those things. So it's not just about what you say. It's about how you say it and what you look like when you're saying it, you know, these mm-hmm. are all the things that need, need to be considered when you're trying to put out these messages um, and have these difficult conversations in these times. Absolutely. I love uh, that you brought up really preparing for either, you know, a big communication where you're kind of just like laying everything out, whether it's the first time or a follow-up, but also just for one-on-one conversations. And this is not planned at all, Typod audience. I'm doing this off the cuff here. <laughs> uh, but I would like to agree with you here, Cache, and just say that between you and myself, I think that we can kind of get them a a pretty solid communication template by the time that this episode airs. I'm thinking that is possible. I, like I yeah. said, I do, I do these strategy sessions, and one of the strategy sessions is called the Find the Words mm-hmm. strategy session because sometimes it's not you know what you want to say; it's just difficult finding the words to say it. I do yeah. the same thing with the when I do communication coaching or when I'm you know, working with people just to put together stuff. So I'm thinking that is possible. Yeah, we're going to make that happen for y'all. Uh, so, you know, everybody's situation is not going to look the same no. right now. And if you're listening to this episode a little bit in the future, whatever you're going through, obviously your situation is not going to look the same. But there are some core things that Cache has already mentioned that you can plan in advance. And I personally, like, I grew up, I was not the person that liked conflict, to be honest. Me I was the one, I ran from communication and conflict, okay? I was like, no. (laughs) That is me. And that's why I really went into this direction because it scared the living daylights out of me. This mm-hmm. is something I did not want to do. When I did my leadership development curriculum, this is the thing I dreaded doing. And this was one of my most popular modules. And again, because I, I'm an introvert and I have been one of those person, people that um, use my accomplishments to speak for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to having to be out there in front of people. I recognized there were so many opportunities where I invited people to either 
uh, disrespect me or I invited people to dismiss me because I did not use my voice in avoiding conflict or um, not speaking up when I should have. And so that's why I'm so passionate about this topic, particularly um, helping people not navigate the uh, interpersonal conflict because it's a conversation that does matter. And you're avoiding it is not going to help the situation. It usually harms the situation. Yes, ma'am. And uh, you just you just brought this beautiful thought to my head. Uh, just the possibility in this, because I know that like fear is very present for a lot of mm-hmm. people right now. And no matter what you're going through, there could be that element of fear and uncertainty. But the possibility of what it could look like for a leader who navigates this with grace and who does the things that Cachet is recommending Mm -hmm. here and plans to have those conversations and steps into the discomfort, quite frankly, and vulnerability of it all, especially when you don't have all the answers. Like, what do you think it's going to mean for the leaders who come out of this on the other side, having navigated it with grace and not like the company from Facebook we talked about earlier? (laughs) (laughs) I think for this um, type of leader that you are going to have those loyal advocates, those raving fans. um, And those are going to be the people that are on your team that will, when this is all said and done, and when we get back to Mm -hmm. uh, business as usual, they will be the people that will, you know, shout your name from the rooftops. They will tell any and everyone how amazing you are as a leader, as a business owner, as a boss, as a supervisor, what have you. I think it will help your employer brand significantly, but it will also help your brand as a whole, um, your business brand and people, you know, that are out there that are able to buy your services or refer you, you know, refer other people to you, they will do so. It will build that loyalty and that advocacy and that word of mouth marketing that is priceless. Yes. Can I tell you, uh, just as somebody like you who works in leadership and teams, I've been observing y'all. Like (laughs) I have been watching like a hawk how people are handling this Mm, and mm. the small businesses that I'm seeing like put out the memos uh, in relation to not only their clients, their customers, but also their staff and watching them like rally around, even watching people ask for donations so that they can keep payroll. Like I've seen, I've seen a lot. And I think that the bottom line is when their hearts are in the right place. Like I am now a raving fan of customer of more than a few small businesses, just solely on me seeing how they're handling this. It speaks volumes about who you are at your core and, mm-hmm. you know, your business and what you value. And when you value your people, people see that and people are willing to invest in you. Again, they begin to know you, like you and trust you. And they buy your products because of how they've seen you perform in the thick of chaos, because you can put on a show when all is well. It, oh, yeah. Your character. It, it, they, I, I saw the saying the other day that conflict defines character and that mm-hmm. could not <laughs> be more accurate because it's in the thick of chaos in the thick of conflict that people oftentimes show who they really are. And for those businesses that you're seeing, you know, they're, they're thinking about other people. They're putting other people ahead of themselves and they're making sure that people are taken care of. That speaks volumes to me. And that's the kind of business I want to be aligned with. That's the kind of business I want to support. And I think there are many other people that think like you and I, when it comes to this. 
there surely, surely, surely have to be. Like, <laughs> have to be. Okay, I think that this is already, like, I'm just like, uh, part two? I don't know. But... <laughs> But this conversation has just already, it's, it's lifted a piece of me. It's been so valuable. And I truly hope that the leaders that are able to tune in and listen to this episode uh, feel more empowered and feel more encouraged to go out and start having these conversations yes. just as things continue to progress and as life continues to happen at any point in our history. Uh, I just think that you really hit on something really beautiful here when it's done correctly. Absolutely. And just just remember that, you know, just put yourself in the shoes of your people and, you know, think about what they may be going through, the things, the questions they may have, because silence is deafening and it just leads you to assume a lot. And we want to make sure that people don't have space for assumptions or their own preconceived notions about anything. Just make it so that, again, just checking in. You may not have all the answers. This is something we've never been through before. But just touching bases and letting them know that you're there can just speak volumes for who you are as a leader. Amen to that. So I don't want to end this episode, but I have to. So... <laughs> Cache, can you tell us how people can reach you uh, just for more of your support and more of your wisdom? Where can they find you in the wild, wild west of the internet? <laughs> sure. So since I have like 8 zillion uh, websites, uh, Cache Prescott is probably the best place to go um, just to get um, any information in general. Um, and so, and on social media, that's what I am on those social media. So Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, I'm at Cache Prescott. And um, I will also be starting my own podcast soon called All Things Unlearned, where we focus on people's unlearning experiences, um, because learning is not just about adding information. It's also about taking information off uh, your plate that is no longer serving you as a person. So I'm excited to chat with people about their unlearning experiences. Yes, I love that. Just like how we unlearned running away from conflict conversations, right? Exactly. <laughs> We unlearned that, y'all. We're better now. Don't worry about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I just want to thank you so much for coming here today. Like we this was such a timely conversation that I really felt like we had to have. I was like, we have to talk about this. So thank you so much for just feeding into the Typepod audience. We very much appreciate you. And thank you for the opportunity. I had a great time. 